for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer on this Monday morning. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. All right, let's talk about the things that Premier David Eby has to say. Listen, when I saw the name Randall Hopley back in the news, I also was surprised. Clearly, he was too. Yeah, very surprised and disappointed. The Premier did a news conference by phone on Sunday morning from Halifax, where he's attending the Premier's conference, the annual one. One of the first questions is, what about and Randall Hopley being out, a child abductor? The Premier says, doesn't understand why there was inadequate supervision. He says, again, uh, puts him at odds with the parole board. I thought, on a personal note, he spoke for an awful lot of British Columbians. He said anyone with a small child, and of course the Premier has two small children, is bound to be disturbed by this. He lives in Vancouver, in a Vancouver neighborhood, right? He's, he's thinking like a parent as well as like a Premier. And as I said, I, I think the Premier spoke for a lot of British Columbians in expressing his dismay. And Simi, this is the second time yes. this fall he's taken a run at the parole board for its decisions. Right. Okay. And that the first, and it was a similar situation too, where he just doesn't understand a decision that the parole board has made. Chinatown stabbing suspect. Um, guys charged with stabbing three people at the Festival of Light in Chinatown. Um, stabbed his daughter to death in 2006 on a release in 2009. Stabbed a friend and allowed to roam unsupervised through Chinatown. He's accused of stabbing three people. And again, the premier then, that was the one where the premier said he was white hot angry. Right, yes. And he got the former police chief in Abbotsford to look into what happened there. But, you know, I, I, there's a couple of things about this, Simi, that I find very uh, revealing writing about politics. Because... Think of how strong David Eby has been on these two issues. And on Sunday, he also made a point of again urging the Canadian Senate to stop obstructing passage of bail reform. He said that is needed as well and get on with it. He's been lobbying for that for a year. He's coming up on his first anniversary as Premier next week. So I, I think it's really revealing to note David Eby's evolution on this. His background, he was a head of the Civil Liberties Association. He was an activist lawyer on the downtown east side. You'd put him on the left, you know, how to sue the police. Uh, here he is as a premier, I think speaking for many, many British Columbians on bail reform and what's, what's in the minds of the parole board. But I think it also tells you quite a bit about his evolution. He's, uh, yeah, I can say it's a sign of a guy who's changed his mind. You can say it's a sign of a premier who's running for re-election next year and is well aware that the public is not with the progressives on justice reform issues. But it, what it adds up to is a premier who uh, has moved a long way from his old civil libertarian how to sue the police days, at least that's how it looks to me. Well, and there was a lot of concern about that, I seem to remember. I heard the grumblings mm. back when he was taking over that there was concern that he would be too lenient. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, you uh, I've been doing this job long enough that you don't expect perfection from your leaders. What you hope is that when they've headed down the wrong path, they have the good sense to reverse direction and go down one that 
you know, in my view, is a better one. And I think EV's evolution on this, same on safe supply, same on decriminalization. We've seen David Eby evolve on this. Uh, opposition says, oh, well, you know, you know what opposition parties say about this. But looking at this closely and again, listening to him on Sunday morning, he's thinking like a parent. He's thinking like a resident of Vancouver. He's thinking like somebody who feels that the justice system is perhaps parts of it in the hands of people who do not have public safety as their number one priority. And he's a premier and he is a premier who is now focused on the issue of public safety for good reason. I would say, yes, yes, he's running for re-election. They always are that, right? Right. What you do is you look at him and you go, what's he saying? That comment, I'm white, hot, angry, connected with the public. It really the did, parole, yeah. Yeah, the parole board is federally appointed. And uh, the changes in the criminal code are up to the federal government. And the judges that are letting people out on the street repeat violent offenders, they're federal appointees as well. So we've got a premier here in British Columbia who is, I think, offering some fairly strong leadership on this. We can question his motivations, but I think it comes across to the public when you hear his words as sincere talking about things that the premiers had to say over the last couple of days. And there's more talk, Vaughn, I guess, about this ongoing discussion with the federal government about BC being left off this list. Yes. So the big federal flip-flop on carbon taxation uh, interrupted to some degree a major announcement the premier and the federal ministers and indigenous leaders made on Friday morning. So they'd been in the works on this. It's a three-part agreement on conservation in BC, and then the details are out there. But the first press question at the news conference is, uh, Richard, thank you, Richard Zussman of Global. It's about the federal flip-flop on home heating oil and um, heat pumps. So they make some news there. The federal minister... Jonathan Wilkinson, who represents a BC riding on the North Shore and is taking the heat on this, so to speak, uh, comes out and says, uh, no, no, we're at, we've entered into talks with the BC government, the federal government, and we're going to make sure that the transition money to transition from home heating oil to heat pumps is going to be the same in British Columbia as it is right across the country. The federal objective is to provide so much money with matching provincial money, that essentially the transition to heat pumps will be free and that will encourage people who use home heating oil, nasty, dirty home heating oil, to move to heat pumps. And, and that's the whole package. That's the federal announcement. And it, you know, it, it's a sign. It's something that David Eby had been saying. We have to get the deal on heat pumps. We have to get the same deal as the rest of Canada. It took some of the edge off that, although, Simi, as you will know, there's a second part to what Ottawa yes. did. That's a three-year tax holiday from the carbon tax on home heating oil, and that isn't available to British Columbians. And it wouldn't be a big deal, Simi, even if it were, because most British Columbians, or many do, they don't heat their homes with home heating oil. They heat their homes with natural gas, 
which is burns cleaner. It's not great. It's still a fossil fuel, but it burns a lot cleaner than diesel oil. Right. Okay. And that would, that's been the holdup to me. That is yeah. the actual issue that people have a problem with. I think you're right. But there's a political problem associated with that. So uh, Ottawa doesn't actually set the carbon tax on home heating fuel in British Columbia. It's a BC tax that matches the federal tax, but the BC tax predates the federal tax. We brought in carbon taxation here years before Ottawa got around it. So if you wanted to give British Columbians relief from all home heating fuel taxation, the same as is being offered to eastern provinces where they mostly do use oil, um, the province would have to change that. And the EB government, Simi, is not inclined to do that. They think it's backsliding on carbon taxation. And so far, they've resisted the idea. So the provincial government has focused on the heat pump incentives from Ottawa. And they said, we want that. And it looks like we're going to get it out here. But there's still that festering issue around all home heating fuels. As you know, Simi, there's a motion in front of Parliament today on that issue. Other provinces, including NDP leaders in other provinces, are calling for across-the-board blanket relief uh, for natural gas and propane home heating as well as oil. And the premiers are meeting in Halifax as we speak, and they will be coming out at 10 o'clock this morning our time. And they may have something to say about this as well, because this issue, the whole carbon tax thing, when the federal liberals did that incredible flip-flop on carbon taxation, it opened up a debate from coast to coast. And there's all kinds of people out there looking for more backsliding on the issue, not less. Right. And these, so that's going to come up today, even though today's yeah. meetings are actually their health meetings, aren't they? Yeah, they're talking about health. They're talking about uh, other issues nationally. Uh, the premier said, you know, he's looking for good ideas uh, from other provinces on this. But, you know, governments do a, an enormous amount to try to manage the news and manage the messaging. But that sometimes stops as soon as you open up the news conference to, for questions. Uh, reporters will ask about other stuff, right? And they get a little angry about that. The government goes, no, no, we just want questions on today's announcement. Good luck with that, right? Good yeah, luck with that. Exactly. This is going to come up. It's a hot issue. It should come up. And as I said, I, I'm going to be listening certainly at 10 o'clock at the availability. It's all the premiers, so you'll have to be patient. But I expect we'll hear from David Eby. And we may hear from other premiers who are very hot on this issue about equity from coast to coast on carbon taxation. And this does seem like that whole equity issue is one that other provinces, I mean, whether it's Alberta and the Canada Pension Plan or whatever, a lot of other provinces are feeling this right now. They are. And look, I think, you know, you see the NDP leader in Alberta, former premier, uh, the NDP leader in Saskatchewan, uh, hoping to be premier, and the new NDP premier in Manitoba, and the national leader of the NDP, and they're all, they've all seized on this issue of fairness and equity. Uh, it's, it's exactly what advocates of the carbon tax feared. If you start piecing off bits of the carbon tax and hiving it off and saying, we're going to offer relief to this group or that group, 
you know, there's all kinds of arguments about hardship that people in the Atlantic provinces were organized and working for, and they got what they wanted, but they also created a, generated a slippery slope onto which especially federal liberal politicians have stepped. And Simi, uh, their liberals didn't help themselves by that cabinet minister who came out and confessed that, you know, if you want stronger voices in Ottawa for relief on this tax, maybe you should elect more liberals. Thank you for clarifying the federal party's view of this. That was nuts. I couldn't believe she said that. People were like, oh, she said the quiet part out loud. I thought, no, she didn't, because that's no, actually she wrong. Just, it's wrong that's going to be she's... famous. That, if that isn't an ad in the next federal election no campaign, kidding. I'll be very surprised. But I love the old line that a gaffe is when a politician accidentally tells the truth. <laughs> Thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye. Simi. That is Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.